I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Looking for a way to support The Dinner Party Show? A percentage of any purchase you make through a buy link on thedinnerpartyshow.com will allow us to keep bringing you the show free of charge. If you're an Amazon customer, head to thedinnerpartyshow.com and click on the Amazon Gold Box located in the lower left-hand corner of every page of our site. Do this, and a percentage of each purchase you make at Amazon during that shopping session will support our continued operation. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for another episode of The Dinner Party Show. Hi, I'm Patricia Cornwell, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show with the wonderful Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. I went to a marvelous party. Don't even know the facts. The underlying they go with their ideas gut, don't have enough depth to last your season. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine, you first, Eric. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. No, there's actually a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, no, no, no. We're going to take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show's livecast for June 28th, 2015. And tonight, we will try to be good winners and not say anything negative or derisive about corrupt, unethical, <laughs> inept, agenda-driven, bloviating windbag loser Antonin Scalia and his dipshit fuckwit cohorts on the Supreme Court's ludicrous attempt to cloak their bigotry towards gay Americans in the Constitution without apparently understanding the Constitution or their roles in it. Mm -hmm. These are the same people who decided that money was speech and who seriously damaged the very legislative process they are praising as the only way that one might achieve equal protection under the law. Mm -hmm. So, despite the fact that equal protection under the law is not open to legislative interpretation in this country, nor is it the province of elections or popularity contests, but is in fact guaranteed to all Americans without need of law or plebiscite, we will refrain from pointing out that these in 
competent men still think that the majority should decide whether or not the minority are entitled to equal rights in this country, which we think means that Justices Thomas, Roberts, Alito, and Scalia are not qualified to hold the jobs they have been granted for life <laughs> since they don't seem to understand the Constitution. No. But we won, so fuck them. Mm-hmm. All we have to say is, let's dance. Woohoo, indeed. <laughs> also not being discussed on tonight's show, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, or Donald Trump. Oh, thank God. Not his speech calling all Mexicans criminals and rapists. Oh, dear God. And not the resulting fight that has pitted him against the largest Spanish-language <laughs> television network in the country. Oops. Not his defense of, quote, traditional marriage, which involved a bumbling explanation that his previous three marriages had all ended in divorce just because he worked so hard. That's so traditional. Not his hair. Not his Twitter feed, which I once called publicly the herpes simplex of American political discourse. (laughs) Not anything. Because here at the Dinner Party Show, when we resolve not to talk about Donald Trump, that means we don't have to talk about anything related to Donald Trump. so happy. Even as every other fucking website in the entire world dedicates itself to doing just the opposite. See ya. Also, we will remain mum in response to the attempts on the part of the sore loser bigots who are trying to cover their prejudice and hatred for gay people under states' rights and religion. The states do not and should not have the right to deny people equal rights. Nope. So there's really nothing for us to say to those segregationist bigots who continue to claim that they do. I mean, really. And insofar as Christianity or any religion is concerned, we'd just like to point out that same-sex marriage is now optional. Mm. It is not mandatory. No. So calm the fuck down. Indeed. You can still believe that I'm going to burn in hell for being gay and not marrying who you think I should if it makes you feel better. Exactly. You just can no longer legally inflict your hatred on me by denying me my constitutionally guaranteed civil rights in the same way that I can't pass a referendum or lobby Congress to draft a law to prevent you from getting together to celebrate hatred and discrimination on Sunday mornings. (laughs) So, all we have to say is, you win! I get to marry the person I love, and you get to go on being a hateful bigot. Mm -hmm. Isn't this a great country? It is. We can't think of anything else to say about this tired debate. No. And we dream that someday you'll shut the hell up about it, too. But first, (laughs) there is a particular... uh, There's a dishonorable mention we'd like to make for someone on the list of sore losers we won't be talking about tonight, and it's Louisiana Senator and prostitute enthusiast David Vitter. Hate bag. Who celebrated Friday's historic Supreme Court ruling by posing with a bag of Chick-fil-A and tweeting, it's a Chick-fil-A kind of day. Subtle. His original tweet, it's a calling your favorite hooker and having her put you in a baby diaper kind of day, was presumably deleted by his chief of staff. Yeah, it's it's a gray area. You know, on second thought, this philandering hypocrite is exactly the type of face we here at the Dinner Party Show would like to see representing the traditional marriage movement. So maybe we will be talking about David Vitter after all. Sounds very traditional. Indeed. As for everything else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast of the Dinner Party Show. But first, let's dance. Oh, I just want to dance, feel. 
You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And we don't have to play that song anymore because we fucking won. But I'm going to keep playing it anyway because well, I really love it. You're going to have to come up with a new reason to play it. We always played that song we'll, we'll every time for, there we'll was a victory in the Enda. gay marriage debate. I, you know, right. And, okay, Enda, right? Enda is the Workplace Non-Discrimination Act right. that nobody paid attention to the first time, but now it's priority one because we've gotten gay marriage yeah. out of the way. So, we'll okay. Move forward. Yeah. So, as yeah. as somebody said, I believe it was Chad Griffin, the head of HRC, said you can still... You can now get married, gay married on Monday, and be fired for it on Tuesday. So that's that. There's still much to focus on in the gay rights movement, but fu- we're not going to talk about that right now because we fucking won. Okay, right? We're we just going to talk about yes. winning and being a winner. Even though Christopher and I don't have a prospect in the world and are engaged to nobody, we still had a really great week and are really happy that we actually are considered citizens of this country where we've lived our whole lives. Anyway. Absolutely. And I just want to say, if you are listening to the dinner party show for the first time, and up until that comment, you thought Eric and I were a couple. Eric's primary interest is in tall British crime male crime solvers. <laughs> right. Male crime solvers. He'll be your best friend if you're a female sort of Indira Varma kind right. of crime solver. Absolutely. Miss Marple and I would really, we could hang out. They would, yeah, you were, really, what you want to do, you just want to do the show with Miss Marple. I want to drink what tea you and do. talk about things. You want to drink tea and talk, you already drink tea and talk about things. I know. That's why this show is perfect for me. Anyway. It was a great week. It was a great week. We rounded out here at the dinner party show Hannibalism. With our good friend Brian Fuller. Yeah, but there and was then some, we got sad some sad news. news. We got some sad news, which is that Hannibal has been canceled. On NBC. On NBC. But we're hopeful that we can sort of generate enough interest to move it to some other venue. Like, I would love to binge watch it on Netflix. I think that would be great. I think or... that would be great. And we should also remind people that the remaining episodes of season three, which has just started, are going to play on NBC. Right. So Thursday night is still Hannibal. And, and the most important we'll thing that a fanable or a Hannibal fan, which is what they're called, can do on Thursday night is be very vocal on social media about the fact that they're watching the show. Right. We were tweeting about the show as it was happening Absolutely. here on the West Coast. On but we'd have been doing that anyway, and yeah. I think most of the fanables would have been. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, so keep the enthusiasm out there, and then maybe we can catch the attention of another venue. I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk with Brian. He's running around, and if you're going to Comic Con in San Diego, I think he'll be there, so you can ask him yourself. And yeah, absolutely. see what he has to say about it. But that's our recommendation. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, like we want to do everything we can to encourage whoever the powers that be speak truth to power. Yeah, exactly. Tell them that this is truly a great show. Because uh, let me tell you something. If if the fanables are still listening, you guys are power. I mean, you guys lit up our Twitter feed. We we I'm don't really you. do a lot of activity on Twitter. We have a Twitter account. We try, at Dinner Party Show. Twitter just doesn't lack us. But mostly our party people congregate on the Facebook page. And I mean, our Twitter. And you're welcome there, too. Yeah, everybody's welcome everywhere at the Dinner Party Show, except here in the studio, because Eric is very particular about where yeah. you sit and where you put your crumbs and where you put your plate. Yeah, I almost don't let Christopher come in here. Yeah, I'm not really allowed to come in here. I'm and he has to use the proper crockery in China. All right, just a little bit of housekeeping here. We like to remind people that if you leave us a clever review on iTunes, we will read a quote from it live on the air. And this week's clo- quote comes from <laughs> a quote. Uh, this week's quote comes from eclectic New Yorker in Palm Springs, who says, "Quote: I've listened faithfully to TDPS since the first episode, which, much to my good luck, I ran into while searching for Anne Rice audiobooks." On iTunes. Well, isn't that a happy accident? Isn't that a happy accident? So maybe if people are searching for Jackie Collins audiobooks on iTunes, they will run into either tonight's episode when the podcast posts 
Or they will run into our previous interview with the lovely Miss Collins. Absolutely. Or they'll run into Miss Collins' brand new podcast that she just launched this month. Did she? Uh, we have to ask her if we inspired her. Since the last time she was on the show, she started her own podcast. Good for her. Good for her. Excellent. But she's here now, so you don't have to go listen to her podcast. We've got her live on the air. Yeah, we're we're trying to get her to drink in the green room, but I don't know if she's... I think she's being a good good girl. I don't know if she's having a cocktail I think that was just while we were still watching. Well, she's been all over. We're getting her in the middle of a book tour, or maybe at the end of a book tour. We'll find out. So she may may have five other appearances to make tonight. We have no idea. The Centangelos is the new book. We've got a pile of it here at the Dinner Party Show. Bestseller list. Yeah, absolutely. She's going to sign a bunch of copies, and then those copies will be given away steadily over the summer. This is our last live episode for a while, but we're beginning our summer sampler series. We're going to start with an encore of Live from Poison Creek, 4th of July, next Sunday, July 5th. And then our summer sampler series are new shows that will feature a blend of uh, new content and some highlights from our past interviews. So it will be a new dinner party show experience. Yeah, there's original interviews and then um, some of our best moments from the dinner party show Absolutely. all rolled into one so you can sample different topics and different there's a show about writing and a show about Hollywood and a show about sex right? sex, sex, sex so yeah sex. so yeah, there'll absolutely. be lots to talk about this summer and we'll still be here at the usual time there'll be a new show every week at exactly. 5 p.m. East I'm Pacific, glad you said that right. 8 p.m. Eastern 8 right p.m. Here, Eastern 5 p.m. Pacific just like always and during showtime on the Facebook page is when we will be having special prizes and giveaways during that so hour. that'll so still be live still an too event. Jay Butters will be there and who knows Christopher and I might stop by you never can tell you never know if Eric can take the cucumbers off his eyes long enough to be bothered with pesky things like social media maybe in I'll the just summer. dictate it to Raul at the spa yeah and Raul will type text this it Raul to <laughs> type this Raul there's your memoir right there <laughs> type this Raul take this down the Eric Shaw Quinn story wow our show isn't gay at all so I understand that you have a public I don't even know what we're going to call it, a public comment, a public statement. I would like to start a movement. I would like to, I I just think that people may have, may be unaware, and I would like to call, it's like a public service campaign here at the Dinner Party Show. Oh, good. I was watching um, Graham Norton last night. Okay. And um, it's a wonderful talk show on BBC America, Mm -hmm. and um, Graham was on, and Jake Gyllenhaal came on, and they both had beards. They both looked like, Wolfman, I, mm-hmm. I, I, there's nothing wrong with beards, but I would like to point out that every man's face is unique and every man's beard looks just like all the other beards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on with beards. Everybody has one now. I think it's fine for variety, but for everybody to have one, I'm just kind of over it. So I want to start um, hashtag hate Graham's beard and see if we can get Graham Norton to shave that beard off. I think he has a beautiful face. This is and a I, public I service. It. Yeah. Well, what do you I think? Do you think this is about fear of getting older? Do you think men of a certain age are cloaking their faces and beards? I think that that, that is always a possibility. It's a great way to hide a second chin, and yeah. you know, no judgment here. I actually had mine surgically removed. Yeah. So, right. Right I here in the dinner party show studio, we were like, you know what, Eric? We cannot look at that second yeah. chin anymore. Live, yeah, snip, we, snip. Right. Right here on the air, new Alec Mappa. Um, outed me to the world. Right, he did. Um, and oh, I also think it's about just sort of changing it up. Like, mm-hmm. women make up their face and can do a lot of other sort of cosmetic changes. And I think, you know, it's the same old face day in and day out. And people think that we're bored with it. And what I want to say is we're not bored with your face. Mm-hmm. We'd yeah. like to see your face. Please take off the mask. And for an actor, your face is your primary tool And I think they do have to shave when they're playing parts. Sure, I mean, obviously sure. in... Uh, Palookaville, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I think it's called Southpaw, the new 
boxing movie that Jake Gyllenhaal oh, just yeah. made. He's shaved and, you know, an incredible shape. He was in such good shape that Arnold Schwarzenegger, who does not have a beard and who was also on the show, complimented him on how great his body was wow, in the new movie. So when Mr. Universe 28 times compliments right. you on your body, you know you've done something right. I have right. to say I'm a big fan of older, bald, sort of crazy Jake Gyllenhaal, who's getting cast in all these movies now. I was a fan of End of, End of Watch Jake Gyllenhaal. You were not a fan of End of Watch, but I like cop porn, and it was basically cop porn. Angsty cop porn. I remember End of Watch. But I, li- I, like, I like who he's growing up to be, is what I'm saying. I don't need him to stay a 20-something matinee idol yeah forever. no but yeah. i the other possibility that i've considered is that maybe it's the um the wolf gift that's encouraging all these men your mom's wolf books gift. yes absolutely. are encouraging the the well the werewolves are big because werewolf romance is very if, big if they're looking to cast somebody for the lead in the wolf gift jake gyllenhaal in his current incarnation with that beard okay so that yeah, he had on you want graham norton to get rid of his beard but now jake has to keep his beard if no, he wants to be no, the no, lead in the no wolf i would gift. like for jake to shave his face too like he okay. was like you couldn't even see Jake Gyllenhaal. He had so much hair on him. But I'm just going to be. I'm going to be clear. I'm going to be your public spokesperson on this to be clear that this is not anti-beard necessarily. This no. is pro face. It's pro face. Pro face. Absolutely pro face. Yeah. Although I really do hate Graham Norton's beard. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I don't really like beards either. I don't, you know, it's it's fine. I just. I don't understand it. It's like your face is your face. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we will ask Jackie Collins. It's a very important social well, movement. Well, she's a Graham Norton fan. We'll ask her we'll what ask she her thinks what of she thinks beard. of beards in general. But before then, we've got another episode. Or actually, I think we reached into our vaults for this episode because we thought it might be appropriate. <laughs> you for keep your hand out of that vault, <laughs> Mister Rice. <laughs> we reached deep into Eric's How vault. How many times do I have to tell you for an episode of something we call World's Worst Pitch Meeting? You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. For all the terrible films Hollywood puts out every year, there are literally hundreds of thousands of awful movie ideas Hollywood executives don't buy. In order to protect their legacy, some of the film industry's top producers have provided us with secret recordings of some of the worst pitch meetings they've ever been forced to sit through. That's why we call this series World's Worst Pitch Meeting. Here's another installment. You, you know, normally I don't like to start pitch meetings off this way, but I've just got to gush for a few seconds here and tell you what a fan I am of all of your novels. I, I, I was just a boy when my mother introduced me to your work, and I... You took me to another world, is what you did, and I, I hope we can find something to work on so we can go to another world together. Well, aren't you just a dear? What a dear thing of you to say, young man. I, I often fear the world has forgotten my little tales for children, and then every now and then I come across someone as kind, generous as you, someone who reminds me that my little stories did indeed have an impact. Absolutely. I truly appreciate you flying in from London for this meeting. Your agent says you have all sorts of ideas we can talk through today, and I can't wait. It'll be a pleasure just to hear them. Oh, how dear you are. How very dear. Yes, well, you know, I've always taken classic children's fairy tales and tried to reimagine them for new generations of readers, while, of course, maintaining what was precious and integral about them to begin with. Fairy tales are reservoirs of meaning in and of themselves, and they never run dry. They just sort of continue to produce and pump out meaning over the years. But 
this time. This time, mind you, I'd like to add a bit of a twist to a classic tale. Excellent. Hollywood loves a twist. But will they love a twist in Cinderella? Are you kidding? Hollywood loves a Cinderella story. Oh, good, good. For in this Cinderella story, things are going to be a bit different. You see, in my version, I ask... What if she did make it back in time? What if the carriage never turned back into a pumpkin and her beautiful gowns never turned back into rags? What if it was all hers to keep without any need to try on some stupid glass slipper in front of her ugly stepsisters? What if upon realizing all of these dazzling riches were hers to keep forever, Cinderella turned to the prince next to her and said, Fuck you, prince. I'm off to have all the cock in London. I've timed things well and it's time to get shagged hard. Oh, my God. I thought we were going to do something for kids. Oh, bloody children. My whole life has been about the children. It's time the parents had a bit of fun, don't you think? Have you read this E.L. James? I was reading her on the flight over, and she's a great deal of fun. Why don't we bring her in and see if she wants to work on this, too? We can add a bit of groping and clamping and pinching and twisting and all those tasty bits. What do you think? We could even throw in the little mice for a real bit of fun. What do you think? They could just run Everywhere, couldn't they? You want to do a pornographic version of Cinderella? Well, Anne Rice already has the Sleeping Beauty thing locked up. And it's not so much pornography as much as it's about, you know, fuck the prince. Well, more importantly, fuck the prince and then be done with the prince and move on to another prince. Because you see, what I haven't told all those little kiddies in my stories over the years is that the prince and the princess, they both get old, you see. They both get very, very old if you keep them around. One day it's all ball gowns and carriages and then the next you turn around and there's this great heap of flesh lying in the bed next to you smelling of cod. We should all have a bit of fun is what I'm trying to say. We should all have a bit of fun while we can. That's the premise, if you will. Perhaps it's even the title. A bit of fun, that's what you want to call it? Or perhaps Cinderella has a bit of fun, or Cinderella's fun, or perhaps, despite what you've heard, Cinderella has a lot of Uh, fun. It sounds like a porn film to me. Oh, an American is suddenly going to have a fit of class, is he? You know, this would probably go better with some cocaine. Do you have any? I'm told Hollywood is just... Stopped with cocaine. What? Why don't we take a little break and I'll have my assistant Hannah take you on a tour of the lot? Uh, And then by the time you get back, I will have managed to come to terms with the fact that I just got pitched a porn film by my favorite children's book author. Such a fragile nation you are. No wonder you all need so many guys. Hannah, how about that tour, huh? Before I have a breakdown in here. Oh, hello. Hannah, aren't you a hot little number? How about a little girl on girl while he watches? Okay, that's enough. Thank you for coming, really. Thanks. Fuck the prince, indeed. 
Tired of dining alone? Enjoy the dinner party show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. She was a very pretty young woman no one found attractive. You might as well learn to type, because despite the fact that you were the most attractive person in this movie, you ain't never gonna get you a husband. Oh, Mom. He was just a regular guy who was really, really beautiful, even though he did absolutely nothing to earn the rippling abs and the artfully frosted hair in his rugged and thankless but heroic profession that no one but she appreciated. I appreciate you. Let's eat another pizza and drink some more beer. Even though both of us are clearly underweight and haven't eaten anything like this in years. Together, they're exactly the couple you'll pay $15 to see them become, while they completely warp your sense of love, romance, and your vaguest grip on reality. Go away. I'm not sure what I want, and so I'm just going to throw you away without even asking how you really feel. I'll wait patiently while you behave like a premenstrual 13-year-old. And then I'll say something completely improbable, like, you complete me. After I do some ridiculously unlikely romantic thing to convince you that you should give me a chance. Even though I'm prettier than you and such a catch, even straight men would probably accept my marriage proposal. Theirs was a predictable romance that everyone saw coming, except the untalented studio hacks who keep greenlighting the same unmarketable, warmed-over romantic crap that's been bombing at the box office for years. You complete me. A skywriter spelling out the first thing I ever said to you. Why would you do that after the way I've treated you? I have no idea. And neither will you when you see this most recent version of the same romantic comedy that we've been remaking since Billy Crystal was still young enough to be a romantic lead and you didn't hate Meg Ryan. I have no idea. Movie critics are calling the feel-good movie of 1985. Why did they make the same movie again this year? I have no idea. Coming to a theater near you. How did we get so lucky? I have no idea. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. And now, it's time for The Dish. Welcome we back to the... you kept your silverware. Oh, I jumped the promo on my own show. I think Skip I've only done that once so before. Hurt. Skip is going to be so hurt. Welcome back to The wow. Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Jackie's back. Jackie's Good job back. that wasn't six when you jumped the gun. <laughs> yeah, baby. No, I jumped the promo. Not good. <laughs> Jump in the promo with Jackie well, it's Collins. It's great to be back with you guys. It's, it's great to have so you back. so good to have you. I know. Are, are you exhausted? You've been out promoting your new book, The St. Angelo's is out. And yeah. Angelo's, you've been yeah. I've been everywhere, everywhere. But I came here for the sandwiches. Oh, and for yes. you guys, oh, that's too. that's so great. Bobby, our caterer, will <laughs> Bobby Lee of will Tiny Kitchen so will be so touched. thrilled. Oh, well, yeah. they're so good. They're very Really good. great. And yeah. then there's cookies for dessert. Oh. 
You made the cookies. I know, I I know cookies. you did, Eric, because yes, last time I was here, I tweeted about it. You them. tweeted yes. about them, and we all so went crazy. Honored. They've actually, some of the, we gave some away at a live remote, and one of the fans of the show yeah. started a website called Eric's Cookies. It, it has its own Facebook page. <laughs> I didn't know Eric's this. Cookies. Oh, my God. They've begun promoting the, the cookies and, themselves. And, and I think they're trying they, to convince me to, they to begin marketing the cookies website. or something. What else goes on there? I think it's just people talking about that's cookies. That's what you think, because that's the website. You see, but under the surface, there's uh, yeah, a lot er- more Eric's going on. Eric's cookies. I mean, mm, <laughs> not so sure what they'll be saying on that. But yes, we have to be very careful. So we tempted Jackie away from her international book tour with sandwiches and cookies. Indeed, yes. Yes. indeed. But they're yes. really good sandwiches and cookies. They're really good. Yeah. Really good. We just yes. found out you have your own podcast now. I do. Did I we just inspire started you? it. You did inspire me. Yes. Oh, that's great. Totally and what I like take... about it is the fact that it's free. And, right. you know, yes. anybody can listen to it on iTunes. And you have that beautiful website, JackieCollins.com, yes. anyway. And so. Instagram, of course, which Absolutely. I love, Jackie J. Collins, on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Yeah. And you're on Facebook as well. Fan Facebook. You're on yeah. Facebook, You're yes. the complete brand. <laughs> Jackie but Collins. doing that. Fabulous author and brand. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the nice thing is I can talk to the people who read my books. Right. And they're all starting to read the Santangelos and they're coming to me with their comments oh, are and they I love upset? it. I hear that somebody passes away. Somebody dies. Is everybody furious? We can't say who no, it is. They're no, all furious spoiled. about that. No spoilers. But they're all saying to me, can we have another Lucky book soon? Oh. Now, like, I've written nine books about Lucky Santangelo. Nine <laughs> books. Know. Too many series, right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, yes, maybe I'll bring back Bobby Santangelo's Stanilopoulos. Oh, the gorgeous yes, son. Bobby is. Yes, yes who's is, being, Now, is Bobby gay? I couldn't No, Bobby figure. is straight. It was He's very Dario straight. who was Dario was gay. Was that was gay. like his brother. And in Confessions of a Wild Child, I showed how protective she was of him uh-huh. and that she looked after him. Good and, you know, for she her. had this Good gangster sister. father, and he would not be pleased. So she had to protect Dario. But unfortunately, Dario got murdered. And so did her mother, and so did her fiance. Oh. And she had to take revenge. Of course. Because I like a woman that takes revenge. And revenge is so much fun. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. It's, such it's, a great it's fun when Jackie point. Collins is doing it. Well, yeah. she Let's got away that. with yeah, it. Yeah, not too. if somebody's trying right. to take yes. revenge on me. That would be horrible. Because yeah, no. Lucky can do anything she wants to do. Right? Yeah. And does. Powerful woman. She She's imp- not just cooking. What was it you said the last time you were on the show? You said the choice was between oh, cooking, cooking and sex. And cooking yes. and sex. I was like, oh, that was so brilliant. And you were like, I'm, I'm going to write a different book about a different kind of woman who's maybe got some more options than cooking or sex. Now, I have to tell sex. you uh, about a funny story mm-hmm. that um, a friend of mine was not on Grinder. I thought you would appreciate this story. I haven't told it anywhere else, and I thought we're you would like it. We're getting another Jackie Collins yes, Grinder story. This is going to uh, be great. A friend, of mine, a friend of mine was not on Grinder, so oh. we're, having, we're having a dinner right. with a, another Another friend of mine, a female friend from New York. So the two of us are sitting there and we ask our gay friend, are you on Grinder?" And he says, no. And he wasn't with anybody at the time. So we said, we're going to put you on Grinder." So we grab his phone. We put him on Grinder. right? He's very excited by this. And he starts oh, looking well, at the pictures. Yeah. And he sees this picture of this great looking guy, fabulous. And the guy says, I'm 200 yards away. And I go, well, do you have to follow this up? You can, you know, leave dinner and go find him and have a fantastic time. Uh-huh. So my friend from New York says to me, let me see the picture. So I pass her the picture and she goes, oh, my God, it's my driver. He's waiting outside. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> see, you just never know with those apps. You, you never just know. never know. Have I you was, been on it? There was one that I, I went on one of the sites that 
um, I think it's called Adam for Adam. Yes. It, 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 it locates where people are in vicinity. Yeah. And I just went to see who in the neighborhood was, you know, doing, and there was naked pictures of this man in the laundry room at my building. Oh, yes. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, showing it all wow. off downstairs in the laundry room. I thought that was, that's my favorite. But I think Wiener started all that, don't you? Dick pics. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. a new flasher in town because my goddaughter. <laughs> no, seriously. Just the one? No, there's a lot of them. <laughs> I would figure. This is Hollywood. But my, a... my goddaughter came out of her apartment one day, and this guy was standing in a very nice suit, all, like, dressed up and everything, and he had his phone, and he's frowning. And she says, can I help you? And he goes, uh, yeah, could you just take a look at my phone for a minute? Something's wrong with it. And he hands her the phone, and there is this huge picture of his dick. Oh, I see. Right, it's, this is it's a new flasher. High tech, new flasher right. high tech flashing. High tech flashing. Yeah, that's very it's all inventive. the rage now. Yes, <laughs> it's all the rage. For the yes. 21st century. I that's am not really on Grinder. I have Grinder on my phone. I have a black square. That's my profile because I live close to a gym. So I just like to oh, look and see who's at the gym. Goodness. And I, but I don't engage with anyone. And I have to tell you, I'm not always very impressed. I, you know, You're not. But, no. Well, well, well it's, it's very hard to judge some. You need chemistry. You yeah, need to some be in people, the presence yeah, of somebody. I mean, you need to go. To a bar. Really. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a puritan. Meet somebody. I, I, I'm yeah. all for one night stands and having a good time, but I, I don't find that the connections made in the cyber world usually pan out into much. Well, you don't want to do it anyway if you're in a relationship. No, I'm not in a relationship. Oh, oh well no. then, yeah, no. get on grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Cut breaks it chase, down. Babe. Jackie breaks it down. Well, we have party line messages for you. We have oh, people who oh called good. in. Okay, via, check in on the okay. our voice. Uh, Listen now. in. Let's They're recorded. So. And I don't right. believe this person left her name, but I think she's a friend of the show, and her name is Jillian. Hi, Christopher and Eric. My question tonight for Jackie is: If she could date one of her characters, who would it be? Have a great show. Oh, that's a great what question. A great question. And I don't even have to think about it because, of course, I'd want to be Lucky Santangelo because <laughs> I would love to be her in another but life. Who would, you date? who would you date? That's the question. Which character of yours would you date? Oh, probably Jack Python from oh. Hollywood Husbands. Oh. Yeah, because I might have told you this before, but a lot of uh, readers say to me, How come your men are always so well endowed? And I go, Because I have a choice. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's my book. Yeah, actually. Yeah, Jack Python is, is kind of cool. Yeah, I think that name is really telling. I think so. Yes, yes it is, isn't right? it? Yes. If you get to pick, why wouldn't you want? If you, would you like the whole cake or just a tiny piece? Like <laughs> it's my really? world. It's right? my world, indeed. I can create whatever I want and whoever I want, and Absolutely. I love doing that. Absolutely, best yes. part of writing. Exactly, is the world you want to live in. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jillian. Thank you, Jillian. Thank I you, think Jillian. this question is from Jennifer Armentrout, who's actually a Dark Knights author who will be on the show in the fall. But oh, tonight good. she has a question for Jackie. Oh, great. Hi, this is Jennifer L. Armantrout, and this message is from Miss Jackie Collins. What is your favorite theme to write about? Thanks. Ooh, my favorite theme to write about is rags to riches. Oh. I love taking a character, like in a book I wrote called American Star. I took Nick Angel from a little town in America, and he rose to become like a Brad Pitt character. And I love Perfect. to show that journey and what you have to go through on that journey. Right. Just think Marilyn Monroe, what people go through well, on that journey. Well, and I think it's so aspirational for people. You yes. get to go along on the ride and be a big star or a success with the character. Exactly, because everybody has a background. I mean, we look around today and we see all these huge stars. They've all got there somehow or other. Right. They've all had that yeah, road. Yeah, they did a list recently of all of these big stars who used to work at McDonald's, and I thought, how oh, great really? is that? Yeah, yeah, it was like Rachel McAdams used to work at McDonald's. You know, it's like all of these really big stars. People 
Yeah, you never People know. People start where they you start, and know. they you land where you land. But yeah. I think that really does make it it seem possible. I, I'm always sort of. TV shows and books that are about people saying, I just want an ordinary life. I always think nobody wants that. The lottery wouldn't exist if people just wanted an ordinary life. Well, the trouble is the world we live in now, when you ask a girl, a young girl, what she wants to be, she just looks at you blankly and goes, famous? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's that's so many little... people. Yeah, that's not good. That's no, not I'm good. Not well, crazy you, have about... to, you have to have a passion for right. something. You, you have really to work do. for it. Yeah. But famous used to mean a different thing. You couldn't just go on Twitter and be famous. I mean, you had to sort of go out in the world and, and, and make it and, and get some grit actually on you and get, something. you know, actually but do something. Some people are getting on YouTube and Twitter that's and very becoming true. famous. That's very true. Very because, famous. And they have something else. Some I think the best ones are like Justin Bieber, where they have something else to do. Yes. They have something to bring right. out into the I'm world. I'm a big Bieber fan. Yeah. I love I love his I voice. Think, I, I think, think his adorable. music he records, yeah. yeah. But I love his music. I think his music is great. But yeah, there actually is a reason. He became very famous, but he actually has real talent and yes. he worked hard. Did you see the Saturday Night Live skit he did with Tina Fey where she was oh, his high school teacher and he kept God. singing to her and the class would stop and she would get more and more upset and have to fan that herself? That was so funny. That was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. He has a great sense of humor about himself now. I mean, of course he went through that bad phase Peeing in a bucket and all of that. But you know, he's a kid. How much, as an expert on celebrity, which I think it's safe to say you are, how much of that do you think was staged for a certain audience, or how much of that do you think was actual puberty? I think it was puberty. I don't think it was staged. I think he suddenly thought, oh, I'm making all this money. I can have any girl I want. I can do what I want. I can do whatever I want. You remember when you were 18, 19? Yes, I do. I was not about girls, but yes, I do. Yes, well, you could have any boy you wanted. (laughs) (laughs) You're so handsome. There was a minute. I'm blushing. Jackie. Making me blush. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, you know, it's interesting. You were talking about the rags to riches things and and where celebrities come from. One of the the things that I thought was sort of odd about the first movie, Magic Mike, I haven't seen the second one. It's not out yet. I think it comes out this week, actually, was that the Channing Tatum actually started dancing as a male dancer in Florida. But the end of that movie was sort of the message was being a male dancer is really limiting and it's bad for you. And I'm like, but wait a minute. He became Channing Tatum. Right. Yes, you know, like, exactly. That's the end of his exactly. movie. I'm Not looking really forward true, to, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the new one. Right. Yeah, yes, too. absolutely. I've enjoyed just the promotion so far. I have too. They yes. actually wrote in the Pride Parade here in West Hollywood. Oh, they Chan- did? Channing they did. And How and fun that must have been. The float. Yeah. However, they wore Channing shirts. Channing ripped his pants. Oh, he did? Channing was dancing and ripped his pants. It was quite the hit. Yeah. However, they did wear short uh, shirts, excuse me and I consider that an anti-gay hate crime that they were shirted during the parade. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> there <laughs> should have been a woman there to peel them off. <laughs> exactly. Because right. that's one of the things I write about on one of my podcasts is what ever happened to um, uh, foreplay? Oh, yeah. Because all we see now is we see a couple get together, they look into each other's eyes, the next thing they're in a bed- bedroom and she is ripping his shirt off. Right. right. And then the next scene is they're in bed. And they always do that thing where they smash into the wall and knock all of the stuff off the, the china. Oh, the cap, desk. The, the yes, desk yes, like, yes. Oh, for heaven's sake. I know. Yeah. Just take your time. Yeah. Enjoy take it. Take your time. What's your rush? What was that old Pointer Sisters song? Slow hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It sounds so dirty when you say it, Miss <laughs> Collins. It sounds good and dirty. Yes. In a good way. Yeah, excellent. Excellent, excellent. Okay, I think we have one more. Do you have time for more? I think, do we have, how how much more time do we have? We have one minute, so we're going to take a short break here, and then we'll be back with more with Jackie Collins and questions for Jackie from our party line. That was fun. 
I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. The internet is full of people talking about stuff they hate. So on the dinnerpartyshow.com, we've decided to launch a new feature that's all about stuff we love. That's right. It's called Christopher and Eric's Favorites. Each month, we'll recommend a variety of products we just can't live without so that you can enjoy them, too. You can visit Christopher and Eric's favorites at thedinnerpartyshow.com, and that's where you can also sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know when new favorites are added to the site. And remember, if you use any of the buy links on thedinnerpartyshow.com, a percentage of your purchase will help support the operation of the show. The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, bringing you interviews with some of the hottest celebrities who made the mistake of taking Christopher and Eric's call. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Summer's here, and it's almost time for our special TDBS Summer Sampler Series. But first, we're bringing you a special encore presentation of our Dinner Party Show classic, Fourth of July, live from Poison Creek. That's right. Return with us, if you dare, to Center Court at the Poison Creek Mall for our homespun, home-cooked, deep-fried, deep-south variety show hosted by our very own relationship expert, Miss Jonelle Sams. That's this Sunday, July 5th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at thedinnerpartyshow.com. The Dinner Party Show, a new live cast, begins airing every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at thedinnerpartyshow.com or through our free mobile app. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, where all of our shows are available for free anytime you want to listen. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And Jackie Collins is still with us here at The Dinner Party Show. And I'm eating sandwiches and having a lot of fun. We're having quite the tea party. Yes, a tea party. I've now got a cup of tea. Excellent. You are well stocked. We have another question for you from our party line. So here we go. Take it away, Martin. Hi, Chris. Hi, Eric. This is Martin Aguilera calling to say hello. Uh, my question for Jackie is, now that uh, television has sort of come to this place where long, elaborate, sprawling stories are being told, is there a chance that we might see new version of Lucky and Gino and their story come to the screen again? Is that something that you're interested in, Jackie? Is that I something really that has been discussed so. or might be happening? Anyway, I really I'm just hope curious so. to, to find out. Uh, love you guys. Love the show. Love Jackie. Keep bringing her back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring her I, back I, as long as she comes, yeah. You know, the thing is this. is called development hell oh, because yeah. I'm always trying to develop something. I wanted to do a, a limited series of The Power Trip, a 10-hour series, and that's looking pretty good. Oh, I'm God. also wanting to do a movie of The Love Killers, which is about three Ooh. women who track revenge on three men Ooh, who have revenge. killed. We were yes, just talking about we revenge. We like revenge. Nothing and better. I would love to bring Lucky back to the screen. I did the two miniseries before, Lucky Chances and... And Lady Boss, and she was played by Nicolette Sheridan. Her 19-year-old mother was played by Sandra Bullock. And oh uh, yeah, I know. And and uh, people are asking me all the time. But you know, the networks—they're run by these guys, and they want to have you know, 19-year-old boys jerking off to topless college students. I just don't get it because the audience of women is enormous. We talk about this all the time on they the dinner party show. They always act surprised. They do a I... show with about women, and there's this huge audience, and they're they're like. 
well, who saw that coming? Yeah. Women go to the I movies know. and it's like, what why is thinking? this a surprise to you I again? Have, I have started working in romance and I go to the romance conventions. I don't know if you've ever been to Romantic Times. No, what's it like? 2,000 people. They do a giant book signing with all the authors in attendance. It's in an airplane hangar-sized ballroom. Long wow. lines for people that if you don't read romance, you've never heard these names because they have such huge followings in this one community. But this community is enormous and it's made up primarily of female readers and female writers. So for Hollywood to continue to act like these exactly. people don't exist is just insane. Well, the only place that they do it is Lifetime, yes. where they do a lot of those movies and right. Hallmark. Right. But people want to see it on the big screen. You know, look at they Sex in the City. Right, absolutely. Sex in the City 2. And, mm-hmm. you know, Magic Mike, I think it's going to be huge. Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine that. I will be really astonished if it's not a giant opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. will be too. Okay, we've got another question for uh, one of our regular listeners. Excuse me, he's at San Francisco Pride tonight, but he's going to listen to the podcast. His name is Justin. Guys, this is Justin Simpson. I am so glad Jackie Collins is back. I just got the Santangelos a couple days ago. I've started reading it and I'm enjoying it as expected. So my question for Jackie is in regards to what is undoubtedly her most uh, treasured character, Lucky Santangelo. Jackie, in your first appearance on the Dinner Party show, you talked about an incident that involved someone pointing a gun to your head and how you channeled Lucky Santangelo to escape it. Yes. So my question is, is Lucky always with you in the sense that if you were to go to a restaurant, you know what she'd order on that menu, or if you go to see a certain movie, you know what Lucky would think of it after seeing it, or does Lucky decide when and where she shows up in your everyday life? No, you know... I hope that... That makes sense, and uh, <laughs> thank does. you so much for being so awesome. Justin, yes, thank you so much, and I'm glad you're enjoying the Santangelos. But, you know, you're absolutely right. Lucky likes the same music. I know she would love California Roll by Snoop Dogg, which is my current favorite. <laughs> I know she would like the same food that I love. I mean, if she was here now, she'd be eating all these sandwiches. That would be a fight. I, I would like to be lucky in another life. I mean, she's the character that I created that women love because they, they know she's strong. She empowers women, and we want more women who can empower other women and do anything she wants and still look fabulous doing it. So, yeah, in another life, I would love to be lucky. <laughs> she saved your life. Yes, she did save my you life. You channeled her when yeah. that person pulled that gun on your Because on you, I, you. Was, I was writing the miniseries at the time, and I was in full lucky mode. And that was very fortunate because it, it crossed my mind. What would Lucky do? Mm-hmm. And I made a very daring escape. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. That's yes. wonderful. And here I am. And here you are. <laughs> to tell you, the story. missed all these yes. sandwiches, and we would have missed all of your wonderful I books know. and stories. <laughs> well. Absolutely. We have another question. I think this is also from someone who is attending Gay Pride in San Francisco. There's a lot had, to celebrate this week. Yeah, to get a question a lot in going on. for Miss Jackie Collins. Hey, boys. Happy Sunday and happy Pride. This is Duncan calling on the road calling from the road in San Francisco, <laughs> where there is very much a dinner party show presence. Uh, there was a sighting of Armistead Maupin in the street. Oh, the I Castro, love his book. fabulous, as always. Yeah. And also stopped by the cookie shop where you guys got your Tasty Dick cookies <laughs> and beautiful red underwear that is Tasty much Dick for your cookies? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put um, it in order. Anyway, we for a quick question. <laughs> To Jackie Collins. Yes. Jackie, please tell us more about Lucky's brother, um, who inspired him, and what you hope to accomplish by introducing him into the narrative. Uh, have a happy Pride, and talk to you guys soon. Um, Bye. 
Well, Duncan, she did have a brother called Dario who was indeed gay and could not uh, tell this to his family. He had to stay closeted because his father was a gangster and he would never accept the fact that he had a gay son. So Lucky, in Confessions of a Wild Child, when they're both teenagers, was very, very protective of him. Unfortunately, in one of the books, he does get murdered and it was very sad and she's always, you know, regretted it. But she's always been uh, very much for gay pride. And I think that's why I have such a wonderful, really terrific <coughs> gay audience. And it, I love my audience. Right from the start, you've had gay characters in, in the books. There's it, a, you didn't wait around for it to be no, chic. No, no, I didn't wait around for it to be chic. And I, I uh, some uh, one day somebody did a whole thing about all the gay characters that I've had. They did a whole rundown of them. Wow. Everyone from the gorgeous black guy who was a fitness instructor. Mm. Uh, struck Mm. to, you know, various characters in all the books. But maybe I should have a transgender. Right. Yes. Yes. That's a very nice Absolutely. idea. That's certainly been... We've they, had Chaz we've had on Chaz the Bono has been on the show. Calpurnia Adams has been on the show. Calpurnia Adams Well, they have who, a transgender yeah. now on Big Brother. Oh, I didn't know oh, this. Oh, yeah. You've got to watch oh. Big Brother. Oh. Yeah. Started really? this can, week. Have you seen Mr. Robot? No, but I TiVo'd it. Oh, my wow. Get ready. God. Are you serious? I fully expected to hate it, and I swear, if, really? it, if I could have watched every, if I could have binged watched, yeah. I would have sat up all night and watched the entire series. I would never have been able to stop. It was the bleakest, most amazing, darkest television show I have ever seen. I was riveted. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's what I'm going to watch tonight, uh, then, because I, I have I hope they can sustain it. it. Yes, good. Yeah. Wow. You'll love it. Wow. I can't wait to hear what you think. I, I will let you know, which brings us to Outlander. How did you like oh. that? Oh, <laughs> my God. What a season. That season finale, we were talking about it before I the show, know. was just devastating. I can't erase it from my TiVo. No, but how like gorgeous it, is he? Oh, my God. God, that man is beautiful. And what a great actor. And so good. They're both wonderful. I think the chemistry between the two of them is amazing. I love um, Tobias yes. as well. I mean, they're all just yeah. amazing. But that final sequence, I'm telling you, if you all have not been watching Outlander, the ending will blow your doors off. I couldn't yeah. believe it. No, I couldn't believe it. It was just, I, I don't know if that's Diana. I haven't read the book. I haven't read the books either. Diana no. Gabaldon. I, or, the yeah, Gabaldon, it, I it always mispronounce so her name. It was so intense. Yeah. I had I, to keep on pressing the pause yeah, button. Yeah, it yeah. was really. Uh, but there's was, some great looking guys on television oh now. What about Power? God. Do you watch Power? I tried. I didn't last with Power. Oh, it's getting but really good. But yeah, there's good. plenty of there's oh, Jesse plenty Smollett to on Empire. Oh, yeah. Oh, Love Empire. Empire. And such a great singer. I, really amazing. I would watch the show and then I would I'm, run to keeping, buy the music. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Empire is going to bring back the great nighttime soap. Like Dynasty, your sister's show. Yeah. You know, I'm, that it will bring back the multiple character point of view. Rich, sassy, great style, lots of sex, you know. Well, the power trip can, would bring that back if they yeah, ever get their finger out to make it. it. Totally. <laughs> like, I hope this will yes. be good for projects that you have in development. I yeah. know. I would love you know. to see it because I think that, that sitcoms are just sort of fading away. I think they I are. Just, people are not as drawn to that format anymore. They, no. they they aren't succeeding in the way that they used to. And I think those bigger, more sprawling dramas yeah. are really what's happening. But and you can do I the sex hoping. now the way you could. You couldn't do sex I in know. the 80s the I way would, you can do it actually, now. Actually, I want to remake Hollywood Wives. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Because today it would be oh, that great. That would be steamy. And Buddy Hudson would be a chauffeur and Angel <laughs> would be a manicurist. Excellent. To a huge Hollywood mansion. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm working on that too. I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting around. I'm 
and trying to get these projects off the ground. Yeah, yeah I think it's hard for people who are not in, uh, who are on the outside, fans and readers and what, to be they don't aware. know. And talked about it. Like, it's, yeah. I'm not, not making the movie because I don't want right. to. Yeah, I right. want to make I'm it. I want to do it. Yeah. And the answers of, uh, the number of no's that one has to put up with oh, as I an know. artist are legion. Yeah, the last movie I made was um, Hollywood Wives, The New Generation. It was Farrah Fawcett's last movie. <laughs> oh my God. And I had Farrah Fawcett in it and Robin Givens and Melissa Gilbert. And it mm. was so much fun. Oh, bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. And oh. we made it in Canada, which was freezing cold. And I had oh, to make yeah. Canada look like Beverly Hills. <laughs> so I had this truck following us around filled with palm trees. <laughs> and we had to green screen swimming pools. But that was fun and it was very successful. Yeah. Right. The heaters right Time on set. Time for another movie. Yes. die from being in their bikinis in Alberta. <laughs> well, they, you know, they filmed Jaws in, I think, the winter. Those people were running into the water in the freezing oh cold. God. And yeah. I think the same is true of the, uh, the, hol- the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated. They usually shoot it during really cold months yeah. of the year and why those girls have, aren't freezing uh, to death. Why don't we have a swimsuit edition of guys. I'm, we're all for that. We yeah. will back you up. So in favor of that. Yes, that needs I a hashtag so. on Twitter. I think you could start that tonight with I'll the right tweet. Tonight. We yeah. will retweet you and yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going, absolutely. To, I'm going to tweet about oh, that. Oh, and uh, the other thing we were, you're a Graham Norton fan. What do you <gasps> think of that Graham. beard? What do you think of that beard? I don't like it. I don't either. I don't like I want, it. That's the thing I wanted. I was talking about it earlier in the show. I want to start I know. Love Graham, hate the beard. I know. Like, it's really, I want his face his back. His show is the best nighttime show oh on God, TV. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. And I I did the show um, last oh. New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah? Um, the New Year's Eve before last with my sister. Oh, I The two of us it. are on. Oh, cool. With Michael Buble. Oh, And it was wow. very, very funny. How fat. He's yes. so quick. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's great. so on he's top great. of it. He really does. It is, I think it's very akin to the dinner party show. It's that just sort of a group of people sitting around talking. It has a very sort of yeah. give and take kind of quality to the show. I think so because now all the late night talk shows are like uh, Saturday Night Live. It's sort of like a game show. You know? Well, it looks like James Corden is borrowing some pages from Graham Norton's oh, playbook. He he's is, having the he? guests he brings sit all out the on guests the stage. Out at yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Did you see the joke that Katie Couric played on James Corden? Where that was she, so brilliant. She, they got, April April the guests oh, come through down this. The she fell yes. from down the stairs. That yeah. was so brilliant. It was yeah. really funny. Yeah. And the, his reaction was priceless because I think he really thought it was her. Yeah, Can he you really imagine? Did. Oh, my God. I killed Katie Couric. My career is over. He's very funny. But I love Amy Schumer. She oh, yeah, is she's hilarious. Amazing. She outrageous. 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 She, she won the care. Peabody Award. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> yes. For what? For a... being outrageous. For her yeah. outrageous television really? performance. Won a Peabody. Yeah. I was That's... I was like, so... wow, the Peabody has really yeah. freshened up their act. Yeah. Okay. Christopher, do you watch her show inside Amy Schumer? No, I've never seen her show. Oh, I have to watch God. her show. I saw her appearance on Ellen, which was maybe one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. She did a riff on L.A. She said, in L.A., my... My arms register as legs. And they, and Ellen said, well, what do you do when you're here in L.A.? She says, I just cry. I just sit and I, and I but cry. But she made this famous quote the other day. She said, I'm 160 pounds and I can catch a dick any day I want. <laughs> well, good. Good. 
which I thought was great. Yeah, excellent. Good Jackie Collins, her. we are almost out of time, but <gasps> we loved having you back this summer. We're going to debut some of our interview with you about a, a cameo appearance that you were making in an upcoming oh, more film. details on that. That will later. be on July nineteenth as part of our TDPS Summer Sampler Number Two, okay. which we're calling Hollywood Not So Confidential. And all summer long, we're going to be uh, we have clips from our both of our interviews with you. They're going to be running oh, as part great. of our Summer Sampler series. Fantastic. So we well, just, I love coming here, guys. We love having you, and you can come back anytime you want. There'll always be sandwiches for you, darling. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, If you're just joining us and you're listening to us on our stream, next up we will play an encore presentation of last week's show, our final Hannibalism episode. Next week we're bringing you an encore of Live from Poison Creek, 4th of July edition. deep, 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 deep south. And then we're rolling out our TDPS Summer Sampler series. Thank you for joining us here for our last live cast until September 13th. But there'll be a fresh new show every Sunday. Absolutely. And in the meantime, they can read the Santangelos. Absolutely. We're going to be giving away signed copies of the <laughs> oh, Santangelos all summer long during those sampler series Excellent. show debuts. During showtime on Sunday. Absolutely. Five, We're going to make you sign them before you leave. Oh, okay, I will do. I'm sure your hand's about to fall uh-huh. off after a book signing tour. So there's lots going on even though we're going on a little bit of a summer hiatus. There's lots You'll going on. You'll hardly know the difference. Lots of new content happening. Join us every Sunday evening at 8pm Eastern, 5pm Pacific at the Facebook page and at the Dinner Party Show. Thank you again, Jackie Collins. Thank you, guys. You're always a joy. Uh, have Chris- a great vacation. I will. Oh, God, I, I can't will. wait. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to The Dinner Party Show. Thanks.